I swear to God. Uh-uh. I wasn't singing this one. I was singing the other song. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is what I was singing earlier. Okay. Um. Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Your Page. Your host, Dr. Lovely here. I am elated because God is good. There have been much great things going on, and God is amazing. All praises to the Most High God of Israel. Um, because Yahuwah is righteous and because Yahuwah is holy and let Yahuwah be magnified upon all the earth by his children because the beautiful thing about this, my people, is that our people, our people have arised from a very dark and slumber place I just want to give God the glory and honor today because he's good and merciful. And let me bring something to your remembrance. There is a scripture that talks about our righteousness and how our righteousness will make room and gifts for us. And not only will it make room and gifts from us, but it declares a thing in that declaration is that you will have favor from Yahuwah, our power, and favor of men. What he means by favor of men, there are places and avenues and things that you will go and because of your righteousness, because of the way you walk and the way you keep yourself, because of the light of Torah in your life, it will provide favors for you. When I tell you this has been a blessing in an abundant week, I am telling you we serve a God that is good to us when we are righteous and try our best to walk in his principles. I decided to take my ass back to school, goddamn. And the benefit of going to school is this. There is a new program that they have out and it's similar to what happened um or let me say it was revolutionary in 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 medicine for um, someone not to have gone to school as long as doctors do. And that, that's the nurse practitioner. I remember when the nurse practitioner first started. And I thought about going to school for it because I said I always wanted to be a doctor. So there's an avenue of a new program set up where I could be able to do my job as a, as a, a therapist or and a psychologist, but I also can write prescription medication. So the program is pretty much um, set up similar to going to school to be a psychiatrist. I have all the benefits of being a psychiatrist but not having to go to school as long as they did, even though, goddamn, I'd have been to school for 20 damn years. Shit. <laughs> but when I tell you that um, the my, my academic advisor 
took a liking to me and he is working diligently to get this thing done so that I can get into this program. That only tells me that my God has made favor for me. I'm nobody special. I ain't nobody important. All I do is try my best to walk in some principles that our father set up. But when I tell you how um, I've, I've been giving up all week, talk to my baby. She been in the car. I'm like, forget it. I, I mean, if it ain't in my car, it is what it is. I already got a lot of stuff going on that's favorable to me anyway. So, you know, wherever, wherever God takes me, it's fine. I don't even have to have this. I get a call. No, we trying to work this out. I'm like, come on, Father. It's when you know that God has purpose for you to do a thing. But we have to be willing to to be uncomfortable. We got to be willing to change some things in order for us to come back into our heritage. Mind you now, we are a blessed people. God has blessed us. That blessing that came upon Israel, they didn't do anything to receive it. But it was because of a promise that he gave to our forefathers. Even your enemies know, as long as they have you in their care, they themselves are blessed. Just because you are there, we will get to some of these things. I mean, the best way to explain it, Egypt was not the, it wasn't the nation that it um, was before, J- uh, uh, um, um, shit, Joseph came into the land. Joseph came into the land as a slave, niggas, as a slave. And he ended up being greater than the king of the nation because that's what the king said. So if this is your heritage and this is your lineage, then niggas, how do we get and how do we tap into this place? Well, there is a principle that God has set for us to do anyway. I just want you to take that into consideration when you hear what I'm saying today. Because I promise you, you're going to be like, damn, I ain't even catch that. Because this is some very interesting stuff. So let's get to where I I, I wanted to start off with y'all anyway. I wanted to start off with this quote. And the quote was this. When the storms of life comes, you have to be like a tree and anchor your roots deep down in the ground so that you can become grounded. And what are your roots? Your roots are where you come from, the connection to your ancestors and who they are and what they accomplished. And because we don't have roots in the ground that are grounded, we all over the place. I want you to reflect on that. I want you to consider that. Because it is critical to understanding who you are and what your purpose is as a child of the Most High God. I think there's a couple of things that we need to consider in the knowledge in which we know. In the importance and the importance of what is expected of us as a people. The importance of what 
It means to be an Israelite. The importance of understanding what the principles of God is in your life. We need to learn to give ourselves time to make these changes. We also have to learn to give other people the space and time that they need to make these changes. I am guilty of it. Because I have this thing about rush, 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 rush. But that is how we are. We look at time in the span of our time, but God does not work in time. We do. And if we are serious about our relationship with God... There are some things that we must or we have to consider. Anyway, um, <laughs> I swear to God, I love that song. These are some of these songs are songs that you hear me playing in the background. These are words that were edified amongst our people is just like our greeting of Shalom. It's just like the Shama prayer. They were incorporated in our lives multiple times. And they say the Shama prayer was mentioned at least four times a day. Shama Yisraya Yahuwah Eloheinu Yahuwah Akkad Hero Israel Yehoah our God is one. Yehoah our God is one alone. <laughs> Come on now. Um, one of those things is to learn to give people. No, I'm sorry. Um, that that shit. I mean, went. I swear I took my medicine this morning, and it actually, it, I, I actually noticed a difference yesterday. Um, it actually is. I actually help. Um, y'all, I went and got me some ashwagandha. Goddamn. <laughs> it say take three, but I only took two. So, um, I I didn't really notice there's a difference. Anyway, moving on. Um. Uh, we need to learn to give a, give ourselves time to change, and we we um, and if we are serious about our relationship with God, there are some things that we have to consider. There are some things that we have to consider. There are some things that we got to take into consideration. We have to pay attention. We have to understand that there are some things that we have to take note in. Right. So one of those things is learning to make time to study your word. Aw, oh, shit. Niggas. I know I asked you a whole lot with that one, didn't I? I know, I know I did. But you know what? Studying that word is important. You're staying in that word. I'm telling you, when I, when I don't spend a lot of time doing it, it don't take long for me to get sidetracked. Shut up, dude. <laughs> you couldn't this. This nation is bad, man. Goddamn. 
Listen. I am bad at that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the farther you walk away from it now. Oh my goodness. And listen, let me tell you about my week. So I've been lazy all week and I ain't even like cooked or whatever. So I've been lazy and I've been buying a couple of things outside because, you know, I just been lazy. And I promise you by the second day of me eating takeout, I was sitting in this bed like, oh. I don't know. It was something off. I really did notice that. I was like, there ain't something off. I don't feel too right. Because I had spent so much time. We didn't didn't her been, you know, for the past maybe month or two. We really started getting back to keeping our kosher diet. And then change, slight change. Changed a lot. It makes a difference. And it tells me, um, with the, with the, <laughs> okay, moving on. So, um, one of those things is to, to study that word you need to, right? Okay. Because the word is what we utilize to make the necessary corrections in our lives. Those corrections and standing in our faith is something that is displayed and worked out. It's something that we do. It's something we accomplish. It is a working thing. Torah is not something that is just read. It is applied in your life. It's an actionary thing. It's an adjective. It's a verb. You feel what I'm saying? It's movement. It's a doing. Now you see why them white people came. It's like, oh, these are some nice people. They just easy to take advantage of. <laughs> because of the principles of Torah teaches us things, you know, with principle and rightness and how we treat our fellow man. Okay, moving on. And that takes action. And without knowing what God expects from you, which is the only place you can find, the only place you can find it is in his word. To know what God expects from you, to know what you're supposed to do, to know the things that God had told your ancestors to follow and the benefits of that. Because you are blessed. It's automatic. But that automatic goes in two ways. You either do it right or not. Learning how to forgive and have peace. Learning to make the necessary changes to make us better people. Learning to love and have the strength to be loved. And to recognize what love is. Well, niggas, we went over last week to tell you what love is now. Do you remember? Do you remember? Okay, hold on. What's the question? Do you remember? Do you know what love is? Do I know what love yes. is? Yes. Yes. In Hebrew. Is the word, is there a love, uh, there is a word in Hebrew, it love? Is. Well, it's not love, exactly. Oh, look at you now. Because there's no word to describe actual love. It's just like... To give, what it truly means is to give, not exactly the word love, 
but you're giving not to expect anything. Exactly. With your hands extended. So the act of giving is the explanation of love of what love is in the in our culture. So so knowing that it the giving of wholeheartedness. With not holding anything back. Intimacy. You feel me? You love without you love and not expecting anything to be returned to you. No limitations. On what you give or how you give. Wholeheartedness. She didn't even listen to the message. Come on now, yo. These are the makings of how we cultivate healthy and productive relationships. And the focus on community and who we are in the community and the community that we choose to engage in and cultivate. Because when we begin to be active participants in our communities, then we can begin to see a change in our communities. But if we're not active active participants and showing love and appreciation to one another because it has to start with someone someone got to show somebody else the way that's why i love the group of people that god has placed me around to do this community work because they are loving people ain't they they really are this is a good group aren't they they really are very accepting and loving the work we do together is appreciative and nobody's ain't saying that shit that happy, but it does. That's what I say. Ain't nobody making you know try to be bigger than someone else, but you know it does. It happens. There's always one, nigga. You know, it's always one. But at the end of the day, the collective is still is still beautiful and and and, and coming together in peace, love, and unity. We got to be the change that we want to see in our own communities. Come on, y'all. No harming things. Don't forget about that 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 uh broken window study now. I hope y'all got a chance to look at that. Broken window. That's remember we talked about that, the oh, broken yeah, window study. Yeah, the broken window. Uh-huh. And the focus on community who are oh, yeah, she that name went down. Um the the other thing is the things Concerning our captivity and the direction that we need to go collectively is learning how to respect each other along with working together to accomplish things collectively. In the And the only way we can do that is learning how to respect one another and being open to listen. I say that one more time, niggas. I say it one more time, cause I know y'all niggas. I know you already know how we are. You know us. We don't wanna hear shit. Don't tell me nothing. I know. I know how I'm. Nobody don't tell me what to do. I don't need nobody telling me nothing. You trying to make change? Sometimes change me, niggas. Sometimes we do need to fucking change. Cause we hell yes, and we be fucking up everywhere. 
Come on, y'all. It doesn't cost anything to listen to anyone. And listening, we learn things because we can't know everything. We've taken on so many attributes of the nations that we don't even know who we are, nor anything connected to our past. At work, we do something called a a biopsychosocial. And you heard me talk about this before. And we ask the question about people's religion because the religion is a possibility. Now, this is the interesting thing, niggas, goddamn. So while I'm talking to the chair over the department um, of the psychopharmacology program, he asked me what my hopes were. But I talked to him about my spirituality and the connection to how I applied in my in my um therapy sessions and how effective it is niggas i promise you i saw a family all i did was talk to them and discuss some things while i did my intake and the next time i saw them they were a happy family god showed up in that room that day because i was i I thought i'm telling you I, i i was i was i'm almost missed the appointment Man, God is so good. <sighs> that was a wealthy kid that came in that was cutting up because the grandpa had um a wealthy kid. Well the fam- the granddaddy was wealthy. And and um he had been raising him, but he grandpa got married to a, a younger girl and they thought they got married too fast and everybody was mad about it, so he was cutting up. Yeah, yeah. It was a big change by the time I saw them. That was good. That was beautiful. I love. I hugged both of them. They were so happy. It was like a happy family finally coming together. Yes, because the grand, the wife and the granddaddy came. The wife and his wife. I mean, granddaddy and his wife came, and they brought him in, and he was just terrorizing the whole house. But as I talked to him and shed some light on some things and some of the things they miss and, and, and they focus on the wrong things and it's really about family and love. She was good to them. Uh, she was great. She was great. He didn't understand. I was like, it was stuff he was misconstruing. So I was helping him to understand the difference between somebody who cares, who's an active parent because he was skipping school and she called to check to see if he was lying. And he felt like she was doing too much. I was like, shit, that's what I would have done. That's exactly what I said. You talk about eating your beer. I'm like, that's, that's what I would have done. Ain't no way I'm going to take my kid's word. I'm going to look. And I'm going to check. Especially if they known for lying. Now, if you not, then I'm going to take your word. But if you constantly lying to me and I'm catching you as bullshit, you know I'm checking. Yes. Moving on. Um, and listen and listening, we learn things because we can't know everything. So, okay. The cycle shows. So we asked about the religion because religion is a, a big component to people's growth. So I was getting back to what I was saying before. This is how, you know, that medicine ain't no joke. Okay. <laughs> so I was getting back to, um, um, where I was. Right. So, so the religious aspect, um, that we were talking with the chair about, 
I was telling him about that. So he said science is now starting to look at religion, psychology, as a cornerstone to therapy. And I think that's why my, my dissertation is getting so much traction, because it's becoming more popularized. And lately, I've been getting a whole lot of blings on my dissertation. And then it gets it's starting to see the correlation between it two. Yes. Because I know that there is a correlation, especially as far as black people are concerned, because we're spiritual people. Yes. Okay. Did he? Oh, no, we got a problem now. We got to turn that off. Okay. Yeah, no, mm-mm. we ain't got to have none of that because as soon as I hear that, that we, we over. It's a wrap. I'm done. Okay, moving on. Um. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where I left off at. Okay, so at work there's there's a question when we're we're going to um do something called a, a biopsychosocial and is in and, and, and it asks you about your religious beliefs and your cultural belief. You can only imagine the reaction that I get from black people when I ask this question. What are your cultural beliefs? And they look at me like it's some about. Now think about that one more time. What are your cultural beliefs? How is that difficult to understand? Uh, it's very difficult. They don't know what their cultural beliefs are. Because we don't. They don't know what they stand on? They don't know what their cultural beliefs are. Their cultural beliefs are American Christian culture. That's what it is. It's an American Christian culture. American we Christian keep, European. We keep a... American or European Christian culture. Yes, we, do. we dabble in pagan practices. We do. But we don't know this. Yeah. Moving on. Because their identity is completely stripped from anything attached to their own or their original heritage. And this is why we have this difficult thing about searching for something. We're always searching for something spiritual. We go from this to that, to this, to that, to that, to this, to this, to that. And, and we're never happy. It never satisfies. It never gives us resolution. We never have full understanding. So we jump from one thing to the other thing. Or we mishmash a whole bunch of shit and just say, I'm going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. As my friend Adonai call it, gumbo doctrine. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, technically based on our culture, right, gumbo is a foul thing that we cannot eat. But I promise your ass, it is in the scriptures. No lie, gumbo is in. Don't say gumbo, but you know it's gumbo by the way it, by the way they display it. Isn't it's it? a foul soup drink. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I knew it was gumbo. Oh my God, damn. Listen, <laughs> yeah. All the unclean things in there. Drip, crab, lobster, whatever. Whatever. 
it. They do. <laughs> uh, we gonna get to something. I got something for you on that on that food thing, cause I know, I know you, I know y'all been fighting with me on it, but it's okay. It's okay, niggas. We all gotta learn someday. You know, we take our time. We're going to take our time with it. We're going to take our time with it. But you already know I'm going I'm to keep being me. Moving on. Mm. <sighs> Anything you must consider is, is this. When we were speaking of the children of Israel and when they were in captivity in Egypt, they were accustomed to their everyday life. They were. They were accustomed to their everyday life. Mm -hmm. They were maturated. Right? And assimilated in their culture. If you don't know what assimilation is, go look it up. Get an understanding of what it means to assimilate. Because to assimilate means you have to deny your own cultural heritage and you are accepted into a different culture than the one of your ancestry. Ooh, I was niggas. Okay, moving on. What was that? denies one's identity. You do deny your one. Accepted. You do you deny your identity in order to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And and you shed the identity of your ancestors exactly. in order to be accepted by another culture who is basically tolerating your ass. Yes. You are a hindrance unto them. But you will never be a part. No, moving on, girl. You're getting ahead of me now. Sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> and never respected or respected. Oh man, goddamn. Um, shit. Okay, so Moses came, and he tried to show them something different. He tried to bring them back to the place of our ancestry. What? That's what I was reading this morning. What was you reading? That was where I was. Oh, this particular part? It took me right down to Moses where he was talking to the people. Oh, your Torah portions? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and if if you need some, um, you know, just send a nigga a shout out. Uh, I can't, I ain't on Facebook because they didn't lock my ass out of there. And I wonder if they locked my ass out of there for some shit I'll be posting or whatnot. I don't know. But anyway, I'm I'm just like, it is what it is. They can just throw the account out because I was meaning to, to throw it out anyway. So it's going, it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Um, whew. talk to me now. Talk to me. Um, man, you, you, you made me, you know how you do me now. You can't be throwing me off like that there now, man. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. I understand. You was saying. Yeah, that's just God was getting me ready for the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he ain't got you ready for what's really coming. Okay. So, um. They thought that the Egyptians cared for them. But they only tolerated them. Hmm. We can look at that the same way we keep looking at this government. 
We're going to vote for this person. They're going to make a change. We're going to vote for that person. They're going to make a change. Nobody ever makes a change. Nobody ever helps the people. Because we haven't learned that they'll never give us what we want. At the end of the day. Now, everybody is in an uproar talking about, Ooh, Donald Trump. If Donald Trump get in office and they dismantle the government, it's in God's plans. Ain't shit we can do about it. The only thing we can do is make sure we secure with him so that we're protected and covered because it wouldn't be the first time we will be in this particular predicament. The only thing is, is we won't be ready for what what will happen when it does take place. Moving on. They never respected them. And I think this is the thing. As a people, we fail to realize about the people that set up this government and enslaved the people of this land and stole their land and falsely taught them the history of their ancestors, which is in the Bible. But not only did they falsely teach, but they added to it, which gave you the New Testament. That's going to take me into what the study is today. But let me finish up my point here and then I'm going to move on so we can get to that study. Today, we all talk about something. I mean, we talk about some of the things that we really never paid attention to. I want you to understand the things that I tell you today will be groundbreaking earth shattering and very difficult for some people to accept or believe but the things in which i will talk to you about is a strong truth and it tells you how blind we have truly been this overwhelmed me doing this And I don't know, nor I didn't know, nor did I ever see any of these things I uncovered or the things that were shown to me. You might want to get a paper and a pencil for this one so you can do your own studies and research. Get ready. So today's lesson is entitled The Evils of the Roman Empire. The evils? The evils of the Roman Empire. One thing I want you to take into consideration is this. The word is spoken of as life and the water of life. But the words fire and hammer are also mentioned. And what does fire do? It consumes. Is it fire and hammer? Fire, fire and hammer. Oh, hammer. And what does a hammer do? It, it smashes. Destroys. It destroys. It breaks up something. It tears it apart. So the things in which you might have been taught. What are you going to do with that? And understanding... That the hammer is smashing everything that you were taught 
It's going to hurt. It can destroy and mend. You're correct. Because it can be used in two different ways. You're correct. To build. It's also utilized to build. So not only does it destroy something, but it also builds something. So I'm praying that it does both. But what we want is the consuming fire of God to burn off all the impurities within us. You'll hear that again later on. So, the best understanding of what Rome represents to us as a people is established in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. God gave the power over to the nation to subdue and conquer. <clears throat> and that's exactly what took place. They were given the power to change times, laws, and ordinances. Those ordinances are called the Moadim, appointed times. Most people don't really comprehend the history of the Roman Empire. Because most people believe their rule is over. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But the thing that we fail to realize, all nations, especially spiritually, had signs and symbols that they attri um, attribute to themselves. They did. They had signs and they had symbols that they attribute to themselves. Just as you've seen, each of the 12 tribes had their own symbol and sign and color and representation of who they were as individual tribes of people, which is still a nation or nations of people within a nation. Mm -hmm. But collectively one brotherhood. One people. For example, the common use is of a bird, the phoenix. For example, as a bird that was often used to equate itself to particular nations, just as the eagle, the dragon, the bear, the lion, and the leopard. And America isn't the only nation that uses the symbol of the eagle. What was it? Huh? So if you want to track down a nation, you better start paying attention to the symbols that's attached to the countries that you know today. <clears throat> Just basic deductive reasoning. What is deductive reasoning? We lay out some things and we say, Ooh, nah, that don't match. This one thing is not like the other. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. That don't go. That don't go. Hmm. That's interesting. Why does this nation and this nation and this nation have the same symbol? Yeah. And those nations are aligned together. Mm. 
You don't find that to be interesting? That nations have the same symbol and they are also allied together? Mm. Do you remember the allied nations during World War II? Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. <clears throat> Thus, he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms. Different. Not the same. There's a lot to consider. Because Rome is also attached to Edom. Rome was also called Chittim in the Bible. The name was changed later on. So when you see Chittim in the Bible, the reference is to Rome. What was it? Ah, sucky niggas. Yeah, ah, sucky. And shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down. And shall break it into pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom. Are the ten kings that shall arise. And another shall arise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first. And he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words. Against El Elyon. El Elyon means the term let me go back <clears throat> if you don't think of Christianity when you see this I don't know what to say because niggas you told that Rome only took over a particular place nigga it said the whole earth the whole earth I'm going to read it to you one more time. It said, <clears throat> Thus said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth. Didn't say lands. It said earth. Which shall be diverse from all kingdoms. Different from all the kingdoms of its time. And shall devour the whole, not half, not a portion, because the components of what you're told in your history books is a small section, or pretty much Rome only took over what? Europe. And not all of Europe, but just some parts of Europe. Even reached to England. Nigga, if it reached to England, imagine where else they went. It told you that it would take over what? The whole, not part, not half, not some, but all of the earth. And what would the sign be? Well, do you think Christians became Christians the way they do today? Because the Pope created something called a papal bowl. And it's similar to a president's, um, what do they call that damn thing what the presidents do? What? The little things they write out. Um, they write out. 
Um, I, I, it, it'll get to me later. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's like a declaration, but it's, it's the president who writes it. I can't remember the name of the, the document they do. A petition? Not a petition. Um, it'll come to me later. You know what I'm talking about. Um, if, if not, you look it up for yourself. Uh, I don't got time to go down. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, it, the paper bowl. It was called the Manifest Destiny. And the Manifest Destiny decreed that any nation that was not a Christian nation had a right to be subdued and taken over and forced the inhabitants to be Christians. And they will do that by killing, maiming, and doing whatever they needed to. And what did they do? They took over nations, enforced the religion, and killed off anybody that did not like it. What was it? So I'm going to read it to you again. It shall devour. What does it mean to devour? Something that devours doesn't take softly or kindly or easily. It's ravaging. It ravished it. It means to consume quickly and aggressively. Devouring is attached to an aggression. Moving on. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall arise after them. Well, have you ever heard of the Holy Roman Empire? Yes. Yes, everyone has. The Holy Roman Empire <laughs> had a symbol of a phoenix. But it could have been interchangeably shown as an eagle. Well, look at the symbol or go take some time to look at the symbol of the Holy Roman Empire. But it told you a little one to come out of there. Those holy Roman empires were niggas. But there'll be a new one, a little one that had never happened before. A nation of the Caucasian persuasion. Which became America. But I know niggas, I know you think I'm tripping, but it's okay. If you keep digging, you'll find what I'm talking about. Because you got to do the work. And I told you, I always provide you with stuff. My notes are always in the caption and description of all of these things. So you have access to it. Moving on. And the reason why I said America is because People don't know the papal hand and the construction of America. The Pope had everything to do with it. But y'all don't know about the Jesuit order, but that's a story for another day, niggas. We'll get over it and we'll go over them because you need to know who they are. And it says they shall arise after them and he shall be diverse from the first, meaning it's going to be a completely different nation than all the rest of them. And America was what? A completely different nation than all of the rest of them. Oh, yeah, it was. But I know. 
I know, niggas, you don't believe me, but it's okay. And he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against El El Yan. But what did the what did the Americans do, nigga? What what did they do? That's that's another story for another day. Moving on. Let's talk about El El Yan. The term also is mundane. Is a mund has a mundane use, such as upper, where the ending of both roots is a locative, not superlocative, or comparative. It is a position or a standing in a particular place, but not a comparative to it. Top or uttermost, referring simply to the position of an object applied by the baskets in Genesis Chapter 40, verse 17, or the chamber in Ezekiel 42, chapter 5. This is also spelled as Elion and spelled in Aramaic or Farsi as Elon. The only other occurrence of the compared expression is in Psalms 78 and 35. And they remembered that Yehoah, their Elohim, was their rock and the high God. El Elyon is what it means, says, their redeemer. What was it? Did it say JC was Israel's redeemer? No. It told you that the Most High God was Israel's Redeemer. Moving on. And the rest of Daniel chapter 7, 23 through 28 goes as this. And shall wear out the Karashin. Did it say wear out the Christians? Did it say wear out the Muslims? Did it say wear out the Muslims? Did it say wear out the Buddhists? Did it say wear out the world? No. It said that they will wear out the Karashim, the holy ones, God's treasured children of El Elyon, the Most High God. And think to change times and loss. But it should say Moadims and Torah. And they shall be given unto his hand until a period of time and times and the dividing of time. Meaning God will give this thing over to them to perform this thing to be done. It'll have a stamp on it. So when God said, I provide or I do evil and I do good. He said it will give it unto their hands so they can do this. It is like Jesus did. 
Jesus wasn't even born then. But I know. I know most of you will say, He's there. He is already there with God. Uh-uh. We're going to deal with that in a minute. And don't think I'm being facetious, because I'm not. Just listen to me. Just pay attention. And follow along. Because everything I'm reading will be provided to you. My God. And they shall be given unto his hand until a period of time and times and the dividing of times. But the judgment shall sit. The judgment. Well, damn. Father, what was it? Huh? Niggas, who's being judged at this particular time when these people take control of the earth? To do what? To the Kadashim. Because the judgment was on the Kadashim. The holy ones of Israel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't no other way to see it, is it? But I know. I know they'll keep trying to make you think it's something else. But it's okay. We're going to get to this. And the kingdom and dominion. And the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven. Under the whole heaven is the the entire earth. Mm. Well, niggas. Ain't that interesting? That they subdued and conquered and took over the entire earth? Mm. Because the largest religion in the world is Christianity, goddamn. Still infiltrating nations. Moving on. (sighs) Shall be given to the people of the Kadashim of El Elyon. So once this judgment is over. And. They are free from their last trial. Then the people, the Kadashi, niggas, they don't say Christians. They're not the Kadashi. Will inhabit the earth. But why is it? Ah, oh, Suggy Father. Now you know why the white man is tearing the earth up too, don't you? I know you don't like it when I say that, but I'm not being racist. It's the truth, nonetheless. You can't tell me all of the things that's going on. Because y'all don't study and read what the hell they're doing. I had a a very interesting conversation. I told y'all last week a little bit about it. But since Babe Girl is here... She can attest to it. We had conversations about food. We had conversations about bodies. And how our bodies and their bodies aren't the same. And how the medicine that they practice has a lesson of impact on us. And it's not the correct way because all of the standards are based on a Eurocentric body. 
And it takes three times as much more vitamins for us to input in our bodies. She said we're supposed to eat way more protein. Exactly. In our bodies. You keep forgetting three times as much. But we're supposed to be eating healthily. But mind you, they're doing things to your food. We talked about all of this stuff. She knew everything that I talked about. It was like confirmation to me. Because I am not a genetic, um, bio, um, biogenetic scientist. But I do see the articles. And, I, and you do know what they're doing. She talked about all of this being tied to mental illness. She talked about this white woman who wrote this book called Codex Alimentarius. For y'all OG people, I talked about this before. She said there would be a literal um, war on nutrients. And they will begin to physically removing the nutrients from your fruits and vegetables. And that you will eat as many as you can and you still have no nutrients, which is why you find vegans looking so bad. They've already done it with cauliflower. Yeah, with a whole bunch of things. I had a um, discussion with a lady in the store and I was telling her that just because something is organic doesn't mean it's organic. It's still GMO'd. It's genetically um, modified foods. And I said, the only foods that you should be eating is heirloom foods. True that. Because they go back 50 years before a lot of the things we're eating today. So I should be eating the stuff I was eating when I was first born. Or at the time they were in the stores. Because it's more healthier for you than, it, than the other stuff is. But she kept telling me she eat organic foods. And I kept telling her. That's when you go to, um, that's why you go, when you go to Madagascar, they still have certain fruits and vegetables that people don't even see anymore. See anymore. Right. There are bananas. Mm-hmm. With the big old seeds in them. Seeds in them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know about those bananas. Mm-hmm. They look like tapioca mm-hmm. in the banana. Uh-huh. Okay, so moving on. The kingdom, um, okay, so they will, con- uh, okay, wait, 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 okay, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom? Your, your kingdom is spoken of as an everlasting kingdom. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that a beautiful thing? Isn't that a treasure? It doesn't delineate the rest of the people. Period. And it's funny because we think that we, you know, I, I watched something today. It was an Asian girl talking shit about the Christians and their belief system and how they don't follow other stuff in the Bible. And she, she, she says, so if you can't do every fucking thing in the Bible, then don't say shit to me. <laughs> and you already know the Christians clap back on her ass. Then told them how Jesus did away with all that stuff. And that they're not attached to the covenant. But the beautiful thing was this. They said the relationship that Israel has with God. They are bound 
to keep those things because they have a different relationship with God. So anyone. So basically what they're saying. They're saying is Israel is supposed to keep those things. Israel is attached to those principles. principles, But Christians. Are not. Are not. Which is true. And no, no, it's true. Because I'm going to get to this. It is true. Exactly. Yeah, but they don't teach that. So Did you ever hear that in the church? Basically, what they're telling you is what's going on in the Old Testament has to do with the Hebrews. And the New Testament is something completely different. Removed from the Creator. Yes, because... what they're saying. Yeah, because Jesus is their God. Of course. They have a whole new God. Right, but they believe that he is Yehoah. Yes, because the dialogue with my mom this week. I had the same dialogue with my mom this week, and I said, If God told you that he can't be where sin is, why would he come down to earth in the flesh? Because he would have just stayed with Adam in the first place. Because remember, niggas, he said he walked in the cool of the day with Adam. But when they sinned, he had to remove himself. So what would be the purpose of him coming back when he already told you he can't be in a place where sin is? Exactly. And then we're going to take into consideration that Moses was greatest or the greatest man known to man, to God. And he didn't even get to see God's face. He can only see his back part. So why in the fuck would he come down? This is just basic deductive Reasoning, And the only way you can have deductive reasoning, you have to read the word. You have to be willing to do the work to understand. But I'm just saying. No, I'm still saying it again, because if you don't know it, you won't understand what I just said. Understood. You won't even have the, the, the knowledge to know that that I just said was in there, nor to have to deduce it. Yeah, exactly. And what would be the purpose of God coming to earth if he could make changes? I don't understand it. Understood. What I'm getting to is, if they're saying we've been completely removed from the Old Testament God, correct? They don't understand that. I'm saying. No, they really don't understand. There's a separation between the two. Exactly. So, they're not entitled to the benefits of the God of creation. No. Because they literally they keep his laws. Yes, because they literally stated that. But they think they are. Yes. But we finna get to that. Because I promise you I'm finna blow your mind. I'm trying not to I'm trying not to make this this thing longer than two hours. (laughs) I promise you. I'm really trying. But yes. Yes. They believe they are attached, that they're grafted in, that they are a little portion that comes in right. in the way. Exactly. But in order to be or attach yourself to the heritage, there are some particular things that has to be done. So basically they cut themselves off. Yeah, technically. Yeah. They are cut off. Because there are rules and regulations. So either exactly. you follow them up. But the thing that was interesting though, this nigga knew. Listen, listen. He literally stated there are four types. I mean, there are four portions to the laws. One was the dietary laws. Yes. The other one's how they govern the city. Right. And the other one was the ritualistic practices mm-hmm. that the Levitical order does. 
and all of the more deems that go along with the ritualistic right. practices. So he knew all of those parts. They don't really, they never taught that when I was coming up. Because really, once you begin to understand that, you know or realize what the Torah was uh, 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 about and and people's perception of the law and what it means. So he did say that most people misunderstand what the law was. They did. So they still do. It, it was the way he said it was the it was it was something attached to the people. God has a covenant with those people and that covenant that he has with them. They're bound to keep it. Exactly. But they believe that they have an attachment to not have to do all of our rituals because of Jesus. Jesus gave the Christians the uh, the the way out of keeping the heritage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gave them a loophole where they can still have access to the promises that God gave to Israel, but they had to follow Jesus in perfection in order to get attached to what we get. He's their attachment to those things. Yes, but it's they only can get it under Him. Right. Mm-hmm. They're exempt from the law, but as long as they follow Him, they're ex- they get it. okay. So they're exempt from the law under the authority of Jesus. Right. Uh huh. And that's how they get connected to the promises of Israel. Following the words of men. Okay. See? Say that one more motherfucking time. Following the what? The words of men. One more time. The words of who? Men. All right. Remember what she just said. Following the words of men. Now let's finish on because I got to finish this. I got a lot more down here now. We we, we, we get to the meat of it because I got another part to this. There's got to be a part two because this ain't a number one. This is a part two to this. Okay. Um, Nigga. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to keep the timeline. Okay. Um, hmm. And the greatness of the, of the kingdom under the whole earth shall be given to the people of the Kadashim of El Elyon, the, 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 the holy ones of Israel, right? The holy ones of God, the most high, whose kingdom is and what? Everlasting kingdom and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Cause y'all serving obeying the Jews right now, niggas got that. Cause the Jews told you they didn't infiltrate and roll, nigga got them, but they didn't infiltrate shit cause they always been wrong. Yeah, right. That's a story for another day, niggas. Woo. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom? Whose kingdom? What was it, Father? Did you say? Did you say the niggas' kingdom? Is an everlasting kingdom? And what was it? And all dominions, meaning nations, peoples and tribes, shall serve and obey him. What was it? Now you see why these Jews are so goddamn spicy. And why they stole your heritage. And they don't mind killing off your children. Ah, now that wasn't a lie. Now this week, there was a whole tunnel. But mind you, Caleb said everybody knew them tunnels was there. Anybody that lived in New York already knew about them tunnels. Everybody knew. Tunnel right up under the Bait Temple. 
of the Jewish people. And they were singing and dancing. And if you know anything about, about the Talmud, they talk about drinking the blood of children with their matzah during Passover. Just as, just as the Romans and the Greeks did, which is why they put that egg on their plate. In representation of the mother goddess. That's right. But I know, niggas, I know. You're going to be saying, nigga, woman, there you go again. You racist. You always trying to tell us to be watchful of other people and you know it's wrong because your government has told us that we have to accept everybody and everything and it don't matter what they do, or what they look like. Well, even to the Christians, Jesus told y'all you can't serve two masters. Oh, either you hate one and despise—I mean, you love one and despise the other. Come with 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 with, with me. Aha! Uh-huh, what was it? He already told you. Come on now. Hitherto is the end of the matter, meaning that's the end of the matter. Ain't nobody finna argue about it. That's it. That's the way it's gonna be. Hitherto is the end of the matter. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing to me about it. Don't kind of tell me that uh uh-uh, they ain't gonna do that. Uh Uh-uh. This the end of the matter. This is what I stated. Challenge me. What was it? (laughs) As for me, Daniel... My cognitions much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. So what God showed him that was going to partake and the things that his people were going to experience shook it. 2018, I'm in the middle of a fast. Right before Passover. And God shows me what's coming. I'm taking a mikvah. And a mikvah for y'all is like a ritualistic bath. You just purify yourself after a fast. And I begin to cry and wail because I'm seeing all kinds of things. I well so hard. My child came in my bathroom. Was like, "What the hell is going on?" She thought something was wrong with me, or something had happened. Niggas, I cried for about a whole thirty minutes before I could even tell her about what I what I saw. He told me the blood of our sons will be running in the streets. There's certain things that God show you you can't unsee. It's so graphic you can't even explain it. Some people wish for this gift. But the gift isn't just given to anyone.
Whatever he saw shook him to his core. And I'm sure for days, he wasn't right. You hear some of the prophets talk about some of the things that God showed them and they couldn't eat for days. Because what they saw that was going to happen to their people shook their core. We no longer are this type of people. We don't care about what happens to our brothers and sisters. All we care about is what's going on with ourselves and the small number of people we love. I deal with this with my sons every day. You don't take all that, Mom. And I regret not bringing them into this particular understanding. Every time I go out working in the community, I feel so guilty about me not cultivating this thing in them. But I know eventually I ain't going to have no choice because God going to kick that ass until they come in. Mm. Moving on. Because history has been skewed, there's much we are not aware of. But just in the, as in the days of Moses, the father told him that there would be a suspension of prophets. That they would come forth. That's Deuteronomy chapter um, 28, where he told them all the things. Moses saying everything that was going to happen. Because God laid it out for him. It's all in the Torah. Before Israel come into a nation, he told them everything that they were going to do. He told them how he was going to punish them when they did the opposite of what they did. Before they even stepped on the grounds. God already knew that the people would be unfaithful to him. Moses saw all of it. Just as he told them he would give us a prophet to speak to the people, he also said that there will come a day where there won't be any prophets to speak to the people and they'll be looking for some to talk to them, to tell them what God is saying, but God won't answer by no one. Because the sins of the people were so great. If you can look around you today, And see all of the stuff we see and how people accept all of it. And 20 years ago, you would not have seen any of the things, nor will people have accepted half of the things you see today. We are a society of people who celebrate rebellion Mm -hmm. and debauchery. And killing. And maiming. And destruction. And hatred. And we think nothing of it. There will be, there won't be any. To tell us what's to come. And then they will 
come a time period where we where he will awaken the people, which is where we are now. And the and the prophets will begin to speak again. But he said that you will know those prophets. And that would and they would be set by particular marks. There are certain things, there are certain characteristics. Um right, those prophets would have certain characteristics. If they didn't exhibit these characteristics, right? Then we weren't supposed to do what? Follow them. Then you are not to pay attention to what that they any of the things that they said. And we find that the the um precept of that is in Deuteronomy chapter thirteen. And we've read that a couple of times, and if not, you can just go over it in your own time. Rome represented in the book of Daniel is the fourth great kingdom on earth. And this great kingdom will be broken into two parts. Most people don't catch the two parts because they look at the lower parts of the body, but they never considered the legs, which represent a splitting. Into two factions, one unit joint at the hip, but operate in two different factions, hmm. right? Yeah, I got showed it to me a while back, and and that's the white pope, and the black pope. Uh-huh. But most most people never heard of the black pope until the pope that just sat on the throne got on the throne. Nobody really knew about the Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Only Catholics did. The Jesuit order was a military arm of the papacy. They were more of a secret order. They were definitely a secret order. But we'll go over them at a later date, too, so you can gain understanding, so you can know what I'm talking about the next time we bring them up again. Um, but I just recently found out there's a gray pope, girl. There's who? A gray pope. There's a neutral one? But I guess if you look at him, he's now the gray pope, isn't he? I guess so. Because he's the black pope and the white pope sitting on the throne. So he would actually represent the first gray pope. I didn't even know there was an in-between. Well, he would represent that, would he not? I guess, yeah. Um, What I'm saying is, um, Pope Fran- is his name Francis? I think that's the new one. Um, he was a, a he was a Jesuit pope, and now he is the pope that's sitting on the throne of Vatican, which is what they call the White Pope. This is your duality in the Freemasons, the black and white checker floor. I bet you didn't know it had Catholic ties to it. I know you did. They call him the White Pope, but he's the Great Pope. The White Pope is the one that normally sits on the throne. Right. The Black Pope is the Jesuit Pope. Right. And the Great Pope. Was but the because there. now he is the Black Pope and the White Pope, he would represent Both the sides. mixture, which means gray. So he's pretty much the Gray Pope. 
So this was the first time in history you have a gray pope up front, up front in the open, because the black pope is never in, the, never open. in the open. Only That's people true. know, you know, so only 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 few people know who he is. Um, so yeah. Um. They say the seventh chapter. I don't even know what that means. That one ain't supposed to be there. The American American colony was fashioned by Rome, even if you don't want to believe it. But it had its hand all throughout the earth. And because most people focus on revelations um, as its end or the end of things, all to be. Oh, shit. All considering or all concerning um in the papacy, people fail to understand what is to take place, which is true because everybody's completely focused on revelations. Nobody looks at the prophecies of the Old Testament um and because all of the focus is on the New Testament, you're missing so much you 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 just it's just not, but once we get to what I have today, y'all gonna really understand what I mean by that. Um, because you're going to check for yourself. Uh, and you need to check for yourself. I'm not going to get into that today, but we will discuss the formation of America and the hand of Rome within it. Let's get to it. So last night while I was looking up some stuff, I ran into a very good document. And that document was discussing um, a lot of people have an issue with um, what's his name? The the leader of the Mormons. And there's some very interesting writings that he had. But one of the writings that I had ran upon um, last night, he said that um, England, Spain, Portugal and France took control of Israel and enslaved its inhabitants. Now, niggas, niggas, now this, this nigga's old. This goes back way far. And I find people misunderstand or don't really take or deduce what's actually being said because he's closer to the beginning of how America started than we are. And what would behoove him to make that statement? And why is it something that he said? And let's not forget, niggas, he is a 33rd degree um, high-ranking Mason. Yeah, he is. But ain't nobody ever talking about them connection to the Masons. And all y'all Christians that are Masons don't even think about this. But I take everything into consideration. And I, you got to. And you have to learn to let something marinate or put it away until God give you other understanding. But help you to understand this one basic truth that this man literally said this. And we already know the beginning of the slave trade started in the Americas. We also know that the Vatican commissioned 
Christopher Colombo to take control of Israel. We also know that America was called in, um, India at one point. And we also know that the place we know today is India was not called India. It was called Hindustan. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. That was like, I was in here gloating last night like, hey, we got that. My daughter was like, why are you in here screaming? I was like, yeah. Anyway, moving on, because people be thinking I be lying and making up shit. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a one one. And then I also told you about the stuff that Thomas Jefferson said. Also, the thing that Walter Parker said that lines up with scripture too, because he said the natives will be an Indian inwardly and not outwardly, just like the scripture said that the Hebrews will be a Hebrew inwardly and not outwardly. Why would those terms be so suggestive? I'm just saying, if it has no attached to the people, and let's keep going back again. I also told you about those Cherokee nations that had that Levitical order attached to it. Come on, it's just too much stuff mounting up here. But we're going to put that on the shelf because niggas, for time's sake. All right. Even though they did these things, note the term, think to change. Think to change. Because that's what it says. They're going to think to change it. Well, you can't change something that operates and use luminaries. You can try, but it won't happen. You can't change something that's already been established. That's one. And you have proof of its existence. That's two. Only the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can reveal. And his revelation is illuminating. So it was only a matter of time. Excuse me. It was only a matter of time for us to uncover the truth within a multitude of lies. They changed the months. The names of the months, the week, the names of the weeks, the years, and the customs and ordinances of those years. They changed the appointed times, which is the feast of God, and they replaced them with new ones. Crema. New Year's, you know, all that. All of these things were done by force in the beginning. Y'all niggas willingly do it now. Your ancestors died not to keep this shit. They lost their lives for this. Do you understand? They lost their lives not to keep these holidays. And then the white people commemorated killing off your ancestors and gave you a day to celebrate called Thanksgiving. Niggas. If you can't comprehend the severity and wickedness and fucked upness of that, I don't even know what to say. And that's just Thanksgiving. Moving on. 
All of these things were done by force in the beginning. Now people willingly participate without no understanding of truth, nor comprehension of their actions as they keep them, nor understanding how it offends God when we do it. Little woman, there you go again. You always trying to talk about Christmas and stuff. Telling us about these holidays. But we already know God understands. He knows our hearts. Nah, niggas. Jesus understands. He knows your heart. Jesus forgive you no matter what you do. All you got to do is say you're sorry. And everything's going like, poof, magic. Yahweh God does not. Yahweh requires us to have a standard. Yahweh tells us our actions have consequences. Hmm. Come on here now. So now you have the beginning of the year in the middle of the winter. Now, how is that possible? I saw an old Bible from the 1800s, and it literally had, it literally had the new year in March. <laughs> it also had the year as 13 months, but I don't know where the fuck they got that from. So, um... In the beginning of the month. In the middle of winter. The new year. But you don't even know what the new year celebration is about. We're going to go over all that stuff again. It's a new year. So. We're going to. And I got rid of all the old ones anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do that again. Moving on. How does that make sense? They gave you Easter instead of Passover. They gave you Halloween and Thanksgiving instead of Feast of Tabernacles. And when you begin to shed light on the treachery and ungodliness of these holidays, people disregard it because their hearts are turned towards their own desires and their desire is not to God. Nor is it set on pleasing him. Their desire is to themselves, what they want, what they like, what they believe. That's your beliefs. We we quick to say that. Uh That's your interpretation. Well, niggas, if it's multiple interpretations and God has already told you he's not the author of confusion. Multiple interpretations sound like some confusion to my ass. Because everybody can't have something different. That, that's just confusing. That's confusing as hell. God said he changed not. His ways ain't your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Moving on. Nigga woman, you always trying to convert us. Telling us we need to be Hebrews. Well, we just want to be Christian so we can do the fuck we want. He did tell you that you had a choice. 
He said, choose life or choose death. Choose good or choose evil. Choose blessings or choose curses. You had a choice. You can still you still decide every day. Moving on. The earth mourns and fades away. The world language shiz and fades away. The haughty people of the earth do languish. You know what haughtiness is, don't you? That's nigga attitude. That's niggatude. That's haughtiness. Languish. A person or other living thing loose or lack vitality. Suffering. The earth moans and fades away. The earth languishes, mourns, and fades away. The haughty people. You know, stiff neck. You know, you know how we niggas are. Arrogant. Superior. Disdainful. Proud. And hard-hearted. Don't tell me nothing. I don't don't want nobody telling me nothing. We don't never want nobody to tell us shit. Even if what they telling us is good, is for our own good. And your world crashing all around you. And you still don't want nobody to tell you nothing. I mean, if your world crashing around you, what the fuck? Um, uh, what, 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 what is going to take? What, what, well, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> what is it going to hurt? God told you to test him. To see whether he's telling you the truth or not. To see whether he's going to be good to you or not by following his principles. The least you can do is follow. I'm just saying, niggas. Just saying. The earth also is defiled or defiled under the inhabitants thereof is defiled. It's not this is they, they defiling the earth with, with all kind of ridiculousness. Did you know there's a guy out named Sabotage Zevi? And Sabotage Zevi was supposed to be a messiah which we know is multiple variations, and this is another thing we'll go over in a lesson. He said, if you fill the world with debauchery, their Messiah will come. So the Jewish people set to fill the whole earth full of sin and debauchery just so their, so their Messiah will appear. Moving on. Because they have transgressed, meaning broke, the Torah. Changed the ordinances. Broke the everlasting covenant. Well, what is the everlasting covenant? That's the covenant that God made with Israel. The world took part in that. And because the world took part in doing away and speaking blasphemous things against his Torah... Do you know that's what Christianity actually is? They speak blasphemous things against his Torah. The word he gave to Moses. The very thing their religion is based on. They blaspheme. um, They disrespectfully disdain and hate it. They call it a curse. 
which is a deformation of his principles that he gave to his children and the very thing that they based their religion on. Do you not understand the severity and disrespect that that means to God himself? But I understand that some of us don't comprehend that. But I want to tell you again. When one has said that God intentionally, harmfully cursed his people and gave them things that they could not even consider to be able to keep is a disrespect unto him. That is defiling his covenant that he made with his children and they created their whole religion based on this principle. Not only did Christianity do that. So did Islam and Judaism. But I know. I'm a nigga woman. And you don't believe me. So let's see what the white man say. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Moving on. They changed the ordinances and broke the everlasting covenant. Where does it say that it was done away with though? It don't sound like that here. Therefore, has the curse devoured the earth because they disrespected his Torah and the covenant he made with his people. A curse came over the whole entire earth in the name of Christianity. What was it, Miggs? I know you don't believe what I'm saying, but carry on with me. Carry on. And they that dwell therein are desolate. Colon, pay attention, huddle up, something important here, baby. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. Yashayahu, that's Isaiah 24, 4 through 6. If you turn away your foot from the Shabbat, the Sabbath day, from doing your pleasures, meaning doing what you want to do, the things that you like to do. Because see, some people keep the Sabbath. And as they keep the Sabbath, they watch TV. They do other stuff that they want to do. That's your own pleasures, is it not? Yes, it is. From doing your pleasures on my holy day. And calling... And call the Sabbath a delight, meaning you are grateful that we get to keep the Sabbath and honor it and be holy and set aside a time or a part of the day or the day of the Sabbath, which means from sun up to sundown. We sit and we talk about the word of God and we take in the, 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 the studying and we eat and we commune and we discuss him. It's a joy unto us to do this. The holy of Yehovah, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, not finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then shall you delight yourself in Yahuwah, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. And I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. <laughs> 
For the mouth of you who has spoken. And he said, uh, he, put, he put his name on this. If you keep my Sabbath. And you don't do what you want to do on my day. And you don't go around talking and being grandiose with your own words. But that you use my words and you speak my words and you edify me on this day. In everything you do on this day. I will make you grand. I will provide for vision for you. You will never worry about anything. This is only him talking about you honoring his Sabbath. We don't even honor the Sabbath. Shit, most people don't even know what the Sabbath is because people think it's Saturday. Yahshua Yahoo. Isaiah 58 and, and, and third, 13 and 14. When he says they would take away his what? His, his, his laws. That's a law. That's a covenant. First thing established, honor the Shabbat and keep it holy. Six days you shall work, but on the Sabbath you shall not do no servile work. You shall not do your own pleasure. You shall not cook. You shall not clean. You should do nothing that is in order of your own service to yourself or anyone else. But you will honor me. And it will be a holy thing unto you. Do we do that? What was it? No, we are all guilty of this. Because we didn't know any better. And we weren't taught any better. Moving on. Transgress. To understand what transgress means. It means to commit an unintentional and treacherous act that results in error. It could be intentional or unintentional. So the ordinances is a cycle of the day. The years. The weeks. And the months. What you find is in a lot of countries, their day period starts or the clock starts when the sun went down, but not, I mean, but now it's in the middle of the day, like 12 noon or 12 midnight. But the day is supposed to start when the first sun, so the first hour is supposed to hit at dusk. That tells you the beginning of the day started. And the first hour in the night is in what? Dawn. But we don't utilize this, do we? No, we don't. And we tell time based on that. Which still gets off depending on the time of year, right? Then when you look at the way the month begins, the first day would begin the day after the full moon. So the full moon would be the first day. Then you started counting the next day from that point on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which will be the eighth day, not the seventh. 
So even the calculation is off. How can can one change time? The beast was thought of in two different ways to change time. One of the ways was he changed the calendar. Today we use Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. When referring to a day of the week, what we what do we think of when we say Monday? Many people claim to hate Monday. Mainly because it's the first day from the coming weekend that comes to mind if we say Tuesday. These names don't really have a point of or meaning, do they? In fact, these names have very big meanings. Most of us just don't realize what it is. The names of the days that we use today have pagan origins, and they do. Sunday is the day of the sun. Actually, they call it the day of the venerable sun or the conquering sun, which is, att- which is attached to um, a pagan god, the sun god, right? Horus. Um, what's the other one name? My mind is... Off kilter because I ate this morning. I'm sorry, my I'm a little thought. My my thoughts is kind of like all over the place. Um, what's his name? The, this Christmas gods shit. The Christmas people. Yeah. Um. Um. The, the one that dro- Tammuz. The one that drove the chariot in the sky. Saturn. Um. Uh, not Saturn. Um. Apollo. Yeah. Zeus. Um, the, the Monday is the moon day and the day of worship for the moon and the various pagan gods associated with this Tuesday means Mars day, the Roman God of war, the day of Ares, Ares, uh, the Greek God, uh, Tius, which is dramatic, um, God of the war and sky and tires. Tyre's day is is the same of Tyu, but belonging to the Norse. Wednesday is the day of Mercury, the Roman god of thievery, commerce, and science. Yeah, Woden, which is where the Wednesday come from, Woden's day, um, chief god of the Anglo-Saxons, same name as Odin, but the real name is Woden, not Odin. Um. And days of Hermes, or Hermes, which is the god of knowledge. Hermes. Hermes. Because the H is silent. Yes. Uh-huh. Thursday is Jupiter's day. Um, Thor's day, which is the, the Norse god. Yes. Um, Friday is the day of Venus, or Frias, or Frigger's day, which is um, the mother goddess. Um, and Saturday is Saturn's day. Yeah. Remember the ancient Hebrews names of the days of the weeks. The names of the days of the week pointed towards the Shabbat. And all of the days of the week were numerical. One day, two day, three day, four day, five day. Right? 
There were no weak days. They just had numerical days. It didn't start again with one day, two day, three day. No, it just continued on in the number cycle to 30 Mm -hmm. because it was 30 days in a month Mm -hmm. on the lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. So a fixed week is an ungodly week. Yes. So I'm going to keep that short because we already know that. But this is the thing. The importance of the Shabbat. Okay. Um, the names of the days of the week all pointed to, towards the Shabbat. A day to rest. Actually, Sabbath means rest. That's actually what it means. Yeah. It don't mean seven. It means rest. Um, it is the numerical um, number seven is attached to it. But what it actually means is to rest. Um, a day of rest, I mean, day to rest and connect with God, not only has the best managed to, um, change the names, it has managed to change the way we think about the day of rest. The Sabbath day is not commonly called Sabbath anymore, right? It's called Saturday now. And even the Sabbath day is no longer thought of as the day of reconnecting with God. And it's not. People do their damn things on that day. That's why he told you that if you don't do your own things on my day, did you not think he was going to know that we was going to be doing these things? This is why he said it. You didn't think he would know eventually we come to a time and, and place where we'd be doing our own pleasures on the Sabbath and cleaning up and doing errands and cleaning and, and, and running all over the town, visiting folks, talking and having fun. Don't you notice he said all of those things when he said you will call my Shabbat a, a delight mm-hmm. and that you won't speak your own words, that you won't do your own things. Saturday is synonymous with work, housework, and errands. Right. And he literally said it. Even though Saturday technically ain't even the Shabbat day. But he knew that it would be a mess up for you. Y'all can't tell me the Bible don't be on point with the shit we be doing. Today's Saturday is become the opposite of the Sabbath that God made for us. It has become a self-serving day, a day to provide pleasures for our own selves. The day to indulge in things of the world and to distance ourselves from God, which is true. What is the harm in the name change? Imagine if every time that we woke, that we spoke the name of the day of the week, it Reminded us of the Shabbat and of God. Would we think of God more often? Wouldn't God be in our minds constantly? If every time we consulted our schedule, we were reminded of the Shabbat and our Creator, this is what we have lost in allowing our days of the week to be renamed. We lost so much more than that. It's not possible for us to keep our appointments 
with Yahuwah unless we use, obey, follow, and observe his time, not our time. The most important appointment we have with Yahuwah is his Shabbat, which he tells us to remember the Shabbat is the seventh day. And the seventh day is not Friday, not Saturday, and not Sunday. These days don't exist, uh, um, didn't exist until the Romans made them. On the calendar that existed from the time of creation to Shabbat, the seventh day of the week fell on the 8th, 15th, 22nd, and the 29th day of every one of Yehoah's months. Do you notice on the week schedule of your of your um of your weekly calendar Monday through Friday that's that those Shabbats fall on different times of the day? Yeah, does. Or did the numbers of the month? It ain't supposed to. It's supposed to be on them same. God is consistent, he said. Everything he does is consistent. The first day of each month was created like the Shabbat, but was actually called a new moon day. We celebrate. We have a new moon feast that we're supposed to observe. Mm -hmm. New weeks always started the day off after the new moon day. These days may fall on any Name day of the Romans time and vary from month to month. Actually, Yehoah's time doesn't vary. The Romans does. It's inconsistent. Let's just say their calendar is inconsistent and all the controversy over Saturday and Sunday is amusing because both are incorrect, which is true. At least we all also not forgot about the changing of the months to represent Roman kings that elevated themselves to God's status, which they did. Every time we call upon these names, we are invoking gods. It's a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, when we say these names, not only did they take away God's name, but they incorporated us invoking other gods when we talk. So the worship of other gods are a practice of your daily life and you don't even know it. And you wonder why he said he cursed the earth, cursed the whole earth because the people did what? They sinned against his what? His covenant. The things he established. All right, Nick's. They changed the things that he said about for his people and they taught his people wickedness and enforced those wicked ways upon his children. Along with scripture telling us we're not to mention the names of other gods. We're not. So every time we speak a month or the days of the week, we're invoking these gods. The earth also is defiled under the habitat inhabitants thereof 
Because they have transgressed, broken the Torah. Changed the ordinances. Broken the everlasting covenant. So what is the everlasting covenant? An everlasting covenant is something that lasts forever. There is no end to it. Continuing cycle, it never stops. Someone, some examples are circumcision, the rainbow, the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the establishment of the Torah. And Elohim, our power, said, This is the sign of a covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations, meaning a continued generation, mean onset, every generation is supposed to keep this thing or understand that this is a covenant that I've made with you and your and your children. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be far. I'm sorry. And it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. Semicolon important next. Come on here now. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. A covenant. The rainbow. Isn't it funny how the Christians value the covenant of the rainbow and they uplift that and they accept that as a covenant unto God, but they do reject his Torah as a covenant unto God. They pick and choose the covenants that they would like to keep. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Elohim stands forever. What he said, what he spoke, what he ordained is forever, never to be changed, never to be fixed or anything, period. That's in Yahu, Isaiah 40 and, and the eighth verse. And before that. I read um, Better Sheep, Genesis, chapter 9, 12 through 15. He was given the authority to change times and the everlasting covenant. That's what they said, right? That's what it said, right? And we had no idea that he was referring to the New Testament of God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, a New Testament. I said, my God. That's what happens when you use and talk text. He was referring to the New Testament. He was given the authority to change times, laws, and the everlasting covenant. He changed it. He was given the authority to change it. 
You heard that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, boom, in existence. This is the one I know the Christians be like, yeah, see, you give the authority to change it. You're not understanding the authority to change it wasn't good. Your enemies gave that had the authority to change it. And that's why they gave you the New Testament. I'm going to read one more time. If you're not catching what I'm saying, if you're not catching, if you're not catching it, what I'm saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me show you. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me show you. He was given the authority to change times, laws, and the everlasting. Note, it says everlasting covenant. The Torah is to be noted as the what? Everlasting Christians told you it's no more. Everlasting never stops, never ceased. Infinity is what it is forever. So, so how, okay, moving on. I ain't even finished start. This is my covenant, which ye shall guard between me and you and your seed after you. He talking to, he talking to Father Abraham right now. He said it was a covenant that he should guard between God, himself, and his descendants. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise from beginning to end the flesh of your foreskin. Semicolon. Pay attention now. Huddle up, and ye shall circumcise. From beginning to end, your flesh of your uh, foreskin, skin, colon, and it shall be a sign of the covenant betwixt me and you. Circumcision is a sign, what? As a covenant that is what? Forever, niggas. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every male child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money or any stranger, which is not your seed, meaning our descendants or anybody that choose to follow our ways, all are to follow this covenant. It is ordained as something that must be done. How do I know? Let's continue on. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you and every male child in your generations. He that is born in the house who, or bought with money of any stranger or nations also is the same term, which is not your seed, your descendants. He that is born in your house and he that is bought with your money must need to be circumcised. Colon! Meaning, nigga, you better pay attention. This is the Selah point. You better reflect on what's about to be said because it's really, really important. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant, period. And the uncircumcised male child whose flesh of his foreskin 
is not circumcised shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Meaning any child that is not circumcised amongst your people can't live amongst you. Because it's a violation of the law that was given. It tells you the strictness of the things that God adhered to his people to do, to follow. Better sheet, Genesis 17 and, and, and 10 through 14. But as Elohim has distributed to every man, as Yahuwah has called everyone, so let him walk what he said to do. And what he's established for you to do, let him walk in it. Let him not deviate from it. And so ordain I of all the called out assemblies. Ah, shit, wait a minute. But as Elohim has distributed to every man, as Yahuwah has called every one, so let him walk as he told them to, right? That he's supposed to do as God told you to do, right? Okay. Now this is Paul talking. It changes up because he told you to do what God told you to do. But in a minute, he felt switch this shit up on your ass. You ready? All right. Now he says, so I, him, Paul, not God. He says, so I of all the called out assemblies. Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Because there were people who were uncircumcising themselves in order to fit in to be like the Greeks. Now imagine that niggas just circumcised and then they was pulling their foreskin so it could look like they could they were circumcised. They was doing stuff so they could you know, make it look like they weren't uncircumcised. So that's what he's talking about here. Is any called an uncircum in uncircumcision? Let him be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing. But the keeping of the commandments of Yehoah. So he already said, it's not God that's telling you that you shouldn't do this. Is I'm telling you that it don't matter if you do it or not. Now, have you ever heard any of God's prophets say that in the Old Testament, Nicks? No, no, you didn't. You can find that in First Corinthians chapter 7, 17 and 9. Ain't that some shit? And what you find is an undermining of the true and living God, because that's what that is. Because he's sowing discord. How is he soaring discord? Well, he's saying you don't have to circumcise. It's not important. But God told you that it was. Oh, this shit ain't over, niggas. We ain't done yet. And keeping the traditions and customs, no one outside of Israel can be brought into the family without agreeing to keeping the customs, following the principles. If you reject keeping the principles, then you did not come into the family. 
You weren't allowed to be in the city. You weren't allowed to participate amongst any of the events and things that they did. And the only way they could come into the house of Abraham, which is discussed only by Abraham this way, the house of Abraham, is through circumcision. He said it will be what? Forever. Oh, shit, niggas. But we ain't done yet. Hold on. Um, grab your clinch your pearls. And gas for air. Because that ain't the worst shit he said. For you are a holy people unto Yehovah Eloeka. And you and Yehovah has chosen you to be a particular people unto himself. Particular. Different. Separate. Not the same. One of these things is not like the other. Above all the nations that are upon the earth. This is why them Jews be talking that shit. If we walked in this principle, we'd be talking the same shit. But God told us to have humility and treat other nations with respect. But the Jews don't do that. You shall not eat any abominable, abominable meaning gross, detestable, foul, or unclean thing whatsoever. That's Deuteronomy chapter 14, 2 to 3. The things that is named is a rabbit, a dog, a cat, a lizard, a horse, a camel, a shrimp, a lobster, a pig, a crab, catfish. And a host of other things. And he said, if we ate those things, it would make our souls unclean. And it wouldn't allow us to have the spirit of God within us. Now, remember earlier, niggas, when I said me and that biochemist was having some dialogues and she was telling you some of the foods that you eat was a detriment unto your body. Those very things that I named, she also agreed. There is a reason why he told us not to eat these foods. And it's because it is a hazardous to your biochemical structure. Because these foods were not meant to be eaten. Their job was to keep a balanced and clean ecosystem. And when you eat them, you do defile your temple because it begins to eat away at the genetic code of you. Moving on. But I'm not going to take. But I'm going to take you. uh, It's going to take you a little bit of. Uh, I'm going to take you... Uh, shit, where the fuck I was at with this now, goddamn? But I'm going to take you a little bit further. It changes you mentally, physically, and spiritually. The foods we eat that are not healthy causes mental health issues, extreme and chronic illnesses. We become spiritually weakened. 
This is the reason why he states, your vessel must be clean. Now imagine the things you eat not only impact you mentally, physically, but also spiritually. Come on here. Now you wonder why they playing with your food? They know this. They've been doing so many studies on melanin for the, latest, for, for the past 20, 30, 40 years. They know all of the things to destroy you, mind, body, and spirit. And you wonder why we've gotten worse? Because it's some of the shit we eating. And it's also our spiritual relationship. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast, this is this is this is Paul talking now, and ye be disposed to them, whatsoever is set before you, eat, ask no questions for conscience sakes. He told you to eat whatever they give you and don't ask questions for conscience sakes, meaning if you know what's in it, then you ain't gonna eat it. This nigga contradicting shit all over the town. Mm-hmm. That's First Corinthians chapter 10 and 27. Now we know this is a problem, don't we? Because he's telling you, when you go visit someone that don't eat the same things that you eat, it's okay to eat that food. We find Daniel choosing to eat some co- something kosher when he was in captivity. He refused to eat anything that was not um, kosher. He said, just give me some beans and lentils. I can't eat anything sacrificed under idols. Don't give me anything that is unclean to my temple. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They made their own declarations. They refused to bow down to a statue or altar. I'm going to say it again. All of these things our ancestors did in order not to break their, their laws. They were willing to die for what they believed in. Are you willing to die for it? Hell no. I know. It's okay. And it's very contradictory, right? Because he's telling you not to rely on your conscience. The thing that is supposed to be your moral compass. The thing that teaches you to do what's correct and incorrect. But that's the thing that God gave us to keep us spiritually in check and in tune with him. Just saying. You ain't heard shit yet. Give none offense. Neither to Yahudadim. Nor to the other nations. Nor to the called out assembly of, of Elohim. Even as I please. He said as he please. All men in all things. He pleases all men in all things. Notice he didn't say I please God. Notice he didn't say I'm doing the will of God. And the will of God is for me not to 
do the things of the other nations. Do you know how many times God told the people not to do the shit the other nations was doing? But then he comes right in and say, I'm doing all things that all the other nations do. That I'm a chameleon. I blend in and blend out. And when I heard this, the first thing I thought of was the Jesuits. Because they said they had to be all things known to man in order to infiltrate and bring everybody back to the mother church. Moving on. I know you don't like what I'm saying. Even as I please all men in all things. That sounds even worse because he's saying all men in all things. And he, I mean, he's in Romans and shit. Made you think some other stuff. But that's okay. That's this story for another day. But it is what it is. Not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. Well, if they taking, if he's taking them away from God, and God has constantly told them not to be like the other people, but he's saying, I'm going to be like the other people in order to win them over. That sounds like some shady ass shit to me. Just saying. But God told us to be different and to be set apart. But not only that, he said, if anyone tries you to, to turn you away from my statutes. He gave to Moses that they should be taken out. And that shows you the seriousness of the covenant he made with his people. Be not like the other nations. But he states, he became all things to all men. Contradictory is not. For you are a holy people unto Yahuwah Elohim. And Yahuwah has chosen you to be a particular, particular, strange, or odd, unusual, particularly special people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. And you shall not eat any abominable thing. Devarim. 14, Deuteronomy chapter 14, 2 to 3. For though I be free from all men, yet I have made myself servant unto all, that I might gain the more. And unto the Yahudim, I become a Yahudi that I might gain the Yahudi and to them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law to them that are without the law as without the Torah, (laughs) not being without the Torah of Elohim, but subject to the Torah of Mashiach. Woo! It was it, niggas? This nigga just said he rejects the Torah of God, but he keeps the Torah of, of JC. Notice there's a distinguishing between the God of the Old Testament and JC right there. But I know you missed that shit. I'm going to read that shit one more time. You ready? Hold on. Not being without the Torah of Elohim, 
Yehovah God, but subject to the Torah of Mashiach. Meaning that the Torah of God that he gave to Israel is different from the Torah of J.C. Distinguishing, there's a difference between the two, just as there's a difference between the two. I know, niggas, I ain't see it either, goddamn. That I might gain them that are without Torah. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. Colin, pay attention, niggas, now listen up. I am made all things to all men that I I might by all means save some. This nigga said he is a liar and a chameleon. what he said if you a thing to all if you are not your authentic self who are you then you are a liar this nigga became a chameleon or a poser or a shyster or a snake oil salesman nigga a con man that's what they do a con man will be anything you want him to be in order to get what they want First Corinthians chapter 9, 19 through 21. To be honest, if you really think about the Jesuit order, which I said earlier, it resembles their creed and it does. And in order to infiltrate something, you have to blend into the society. And the best way to explain it is if you've ever read Machiavelli, it's the same text he used. And you wonder about the Jesuit order and Catholics. All right, niggas. All right. <laughs> Come on with me now. Come on with me. And you have to overlook it this I mean, you have to look at it this way. Why do you have to lie and not be your authentic self in order to gain a person's trust to turn them away from their beliefs? Because that's exactly what that means. And we've seen this somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Father? What was it? Was it them the Europeans? That's what they did. Ah, oh, shit, niggas. Ah, oh, shit. Mm-mm. We ain't even done yet. That ain't even the, that ain't the slickest shit yet. Oh, mm-mm. Gee, why don't we just keep the whole Bible? Notice there's a difference between the two. And did I just read that God said he gave them permission to do this? But we ain't done. Hold on. In order to change the principle that you know to be wrong because they have to hide to fool you into believing what they believe when you already know what they're selling is wrong. Our God told our ancestors not to trust the word of men. Thus says Yehoah, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes his flesh his arm and whose heart departs from Yehoah. He shall be like the juniper in the desert and shall not see 
when good comes. Did you understand what the curse is that you trust in men and the words of men that lead you astray? He said, you'll be blinded from truth. Meaning when you see good things come, you won't even know it because you'll be spiritually blind. And you'll hear me talking about, you hear me talking about this all the time. What shall inhabit the perched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited? You won't even know when the good thing is before you. You wonder why, how we, we, we fail to recognize certain good things in our lives. God brings good things in our lives. We'll reject it. We'll fight against it. We don't want to do anything. Attach yourself to it. We be folks, we be, we be so fighting because we think we're doing what's correct in our lives. And we haven't realized we don't even appreciate when a good thing is coming to our lives. Women don't know when they got a good man. Men don't know when they have a good woman. Children don't recognize that they have it good. And some kids don't have the advantages that they have. This is a heavy curse on, these, on our people. We don't know when we have things good. We fight against relationships that seek to be positive and have growth and potential. And we gravitate towards the relationships that are toxic and destructive. We refuse to educate ourselves because when people teach us new ways, we reject them. We rather live in ignorance and in darkness and in pain and suffering and lack. Because most of us are most happy when we're lacking and miserable. We refuse to come together, to live together in harmony, to grow and build. We live in a world where people find relationships is not a blessing, but as an opportunity for self-gain. Do you understand the powerfulness of what he said this curse is? Because we choose to listen to corrupt and evil men that do not focus on teaching others to seek God in everything in their lives. And even in that, you have to be careful. Because sometimes people have ill intentions. Just like Paul said, he became all things to all men in order to win them over to what he believed. And I was willing to trick them in order to get them to think what I had for them was better than what they already had. Because, nigga, that's exactly what the fuck that means to me. 
Nigga, when I saw that, I was like, damn, I ain't even see that. But you understand what righteousness and the light of truth will shed unto you for you to be able to really see a truth. Because you have to be in a, a, a different mental space to see that. And the fact that you've read that thing and had a whole nother comprehension of it. But when the real truth of God come into your life, you're able to see a lie for what a lie is. And shed light on that lie. Moving on. Our God told our ancestors not to trust the word man. Thus says Yehoah, curse be the man. Oh, I read that already. Okay. That that, that scripture is Yahoo. Jeremiah um, chapter 17, 5 through 6. For I am Yehoah, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. He said he don't change, so y'all ass don't get consumed. That means if he changed his words that he kept to y'all, then there'll be something else for your ass. Mm -hmm. But you better be thankful for the words that he's spoken over your life that you weren't consumed had he changed his mind. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from my ordinances. His Moedims, his appointed times. You know, Passover, Feast of Weeks, blowing the trumpets. Feast of Tabernacles. All those days that he gave us. Yes. Feast of First Fruits. We don't do none of those things. No. All right. They changed them, and they did. They did. Mm-hmm. That's why he put the whammy bammy on y'all. You gonna change my law? I got something for your ass. Hold on. See, you're not you y'all. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta get to it and understand it. That's why I love him, and I and I, and I thank God for him teaching me because this is the way I parented. I parent I parent in a way that taught lessons, and them lessons have they 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 connected to some stuff. They had to understand mentally the things that I was telling them. And the way I, 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 um, I disciplined them, it was from a mental perspective. That shit was mental. It was some shit that I had to stick with them. If you read the scriptures, you understand what I'm saying. I already told you, I didn't know what the hell I was doing as a parent. I needed God to show me and he showed me the best way, which is a mental lesson. My son will tell you today, it ain't the whoopers that he got. It was them damn lectures. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Your ass up here laughing. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> nigga, I do psychological shit for real, nigga. That's why I'm a good therapist. <laughs> for I am Yehoah. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of your code are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers. Ye are gone away from my ordinances and have not guarded them. 
return unto me. Now, that ain't what that nigga said. And I will return unto you. He said, all you got to do is just turn, turn back. All it takes is for you to turn around. Now, how simple is that? Mm. Yeah. Girl, I lost my place again, goddamn. Oh, says Yehoah <laughs> But he said, wherein shall we return? <laughs> Let me tell you, you be thinking, you be you better understand. Return unto me as I, and I will return unto you. And you said, Where shall we return? Who shall we return to? I don't know who you are. <laughs> that sound like some niggas to you. That do. <laughs> sure do. He said, return unto me, and I will return unto you. And you said, where will we return? Y'all some smart niggas. That's Malachi chapter 3, 6 through 7. So what you find is God really... Curses a person who trusts in men. Now imagine someone so cursed and gets disconnected from their power source. And when something good comes into their lives, they have no ability to recognize that good. Say lie on that shit. We're going to pause and reflect. Have you ever had a good thing in your life, niggas? That you fucked up? And we wish that thing can go back to the way it was? Yes. And no matter how much you try to get it back there, it won't go back there? Yes. I say to you today, niggas. Once again, if you have the potential to make anything right and it can be right, make it right. Do it with your whole heart. Don't do it half-assedly. If it's worthy to have something that is good, if you have opportunity to grow and it's good, you know God gave it to you. Because you know what God gave to your ass. It should you know you don't even deserve. It's people that come in your life, you be like, damn, where this month come from? I, I ain't never met nobody like this one. But the goodness of that person towards me. Me and my baby was out yesterday at the store. And this is why I told y'all I, I ain't racist. White people love me, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they do really love me like that. Lady saw me in a store and just started being nice to me. She didn't even know who I was. We get outside. She got the umbrella. She helping me get the key in the car, everything. She was very nice. He said, if you are following my principles, I will give you favor. And man, you will also have favor in the eyesight of man. White people are better to me than niggas are down here. 
ain't even lying. So when y'all thinking I'm racist, I'm not. I just believe in self-preservation. I believe in uplifting my people. I believe God gave me this ministry to wake my people up, to teach them some things and to help them grow and to be an access to my community. To give my people the same playing field that everybody else has. What's wrong with that? Other people have it. Why would that be racist? For anyone to want their own people to succeed and be a part of that. And and it's okay. I still counsel white people. And I treat them with respect. Them people I was telling you about earlier that was doing well, them white folks that I was hugging and cheering for. I love my white clients and they love me too. (laughs) And I ain't even lying. (laughs) Y'all remember a couple of weeks ago and I had told you how I got still, still keeping this, this second job part time. This is a white lady that was like, we want Dr. K. Yeah. She got a Hispanic, you know, Hispanic um, husband, but she's white. No. You hear me say all oh, white people love the shit out my ass. And I'm going to say it again. White people treat me better than black people. So how can I be racist if I even recognize that? My kids the same way. My sons, all their friends is white. Because even them as children, white pe- black kids wasn't good to them. That's why I only got their friends white. Because white people treated them better than niggas did. So this favor is not just on me. When you hear me talking about favor on descendants, your favor and the way you raise your children of the same favor fall on them. They love my son so much they pay a $2,000 trip to take his ass to fucking Disneyland. All expense paid. We talk about righteousness here and the fruits of God in your life. This is the stuff I've been trying to show my man. To help him understand how much will change in his life. To the point that I say nothing to him about it. I feel like our relationship is over. We ain't talk about that. We don't even talk to each other anymore. And that saddens me. Because y'all know my ass. I don't like to give up on shit. I'm going down with the ship. That's the same thing I told him when I first met him. I give 110%. I go down with the ship. When I feel like there's nothing left for me to fight for, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I think you're 
But I'm going to fight to the end. Because that is me. That's who God created me to be. Almost finished, niggas. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I, told, I told you it was going to be long. <laughs> I, I waited a whole long day. Okay, so let's get to it. But what I'm saying is true. Everything I'm saying in here is, vali- is valid. This lesson is rich. Even though it's long. Y'all sat for three hours watching that Cat Williams goddamn interview, niggas. <laughs> and I thought about that the other day when, I, when people be like, ooh, that's long. I'm like, niggas saw a whole three hours watching the Cat Williams video. And all that nigga did was gospel. Gospel. Gossip. gossip. Three hours watching it. <laughs> And it been that been on fire ever since. Nigga, we gotta go see that because Tommy Davis is gonna be here with him. Tommy Davis. Yeah, yeah, I ain't seen his ass in a long time. Not since he was you out. Said you was no, nigga. After I found out Tommy Davis was gonna be there, I was like, "Fuck that shit." We going to see Cat Williams. <laughs> we gonna get my my hundred dollar tickets. <laughs> I better get the motherfuckers now for ain't no more left. I'm like, what? Oh, my man, I swear to God. Like, I've seen Tommy Davis a couple of times. Somebody asked me, have I ever seen, have you ever seen stars in in, in, in LA? I'm like, shit, they be everywhere. Kimberly at least used to go to, Kimberly used to Kimberly at least all the time. We used to pick up Jason at the Montessori school. And then Tommy, Tommy Ford. Remember? I don't. Yeah, Tommy Ford used to pick up his son across the street from when I used to stay over there with your daddy. Yeah, some other people used to go to the school you used to work at. Some famous people. Yeah. Uh, Jane Dupree, Demaine Dupree was at the school. I don't like his ass. Anyway, moving on. We ain't got sidetracked. So, um, just as Yahuwah will, I mean, with all your heart, trust in Yahuwah with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding and in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Did it say acknowledge JC? No. Yehoah. And he will direct your paths with an S. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear Yehoah. Did it say fear JC? Fear Yehoah. Be not wise in your own eyes. (laughs) Are you talking to me? Okay, okay, okay. Fear Yahuwah and depart from evil. That's uh, Micheli, Proverbs 3, um, 5 through 7. Be ye followers of me. Nigga, you ain't never heard a prophet say that. A prophet never said, be followers of me. Turn back to Yahuwah. Follow his principles. Seek God. This nigga said, be followers of me. Even also I of I'm even also am of Mashiach. So he said, be followers of me and be followers of JC. This nigga didn't say follow the father. I know y'all niggas gonna have a rebuttal for this. 
I know you will. But I bet you I'm going to say it again. In the Old Testament, you will never hear it. So I'm going to say it again. God said, since you like following men, give us a key. We want to be like the other nations. I'm going to say it again. Give us a president. Let us vote so he can change things. First Corinthians and 11. Did you see any prophet making this statement in the Old Testament? Stop telling you to follow them. I mean, start telling you to follow them. No. No, you didn't. Each and every one of them told you to follow God. And I know you're going to be mad about what I'm saying. But you never heard them say follow them either. Ever. They never said it. They never said it. They never declared it. That was some. All right now. And Yehoah cursed. I mean, and Yehoah caused a deep sleep to fall upon the upon the man. And he slipped, and he took one of his ribs. And closed up the flesh instead thereof. Semicolon. And the rib which Yahuwah Eloeka had taken from man made a woman and brought her unto him. And man said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, colon. Important, right? This is now, oh uh, shit, she shall be called Isha, or as they translated, woman. She shall be called Isha, because she was taken out of Ish. First time the word Ish, man, is stated. He did not become an Ish until she was removed from him. Mm-hmm. He did not become a whole man until she became Ish. Meaning a man is not whole until he is married or have a wife. And a woman is not whole until she has her husband. I know y'all niggas that they don't like that one. But I'm just saying. Because the two halves become a whole. They do, man. How do we know? Let's get to it. Because she was taken out of man. Therefore, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his woman. Cleave means to come to, to hang on or come close to. To be with. Connected to. Now, how many relations where y'all ain't one, niggas? Or y'all choose not to be one flesh? Connected. Moving on. (laughs) It says colon here, right? And they shall become one flesh. Meaning they are not one until they're together. Married. One union. 
That's when they are one. That's when their relationship change. That's when the blessings really hit to a whole nother degree. Yeah. Moving on. I know y'all going to disagree, Nicks. But don't fight with me. Fight with God because those are his words. They ain't mine. Better sheet. Genesis. Chapter 2, 21 through 24. But I speak this by permission. Meaning on my own accord. Meaning no one told me to. Meaning. He decided that he would make these declarations on his own accord. Huddle up, things. Get real close. And not of commandment. Meaning. What is speaking, or what he's speaking, has no connection to the commandments of God. These are separate. Not the same. Distinctively different. He already telling you that the words he's speaking don't have to do with God. Anyway, the God of the Old Testament. But when you really understand what I'm saying, and Marcion utilizing and writing the first books of the Old Testament, and he said he hated the Old Testament, God. Nigga, don't that make sense now? I know, niggas. I know you don't believe me, but it makes a whole lot of sense now that I'm saying these things. Yeah, yeah, it does. Matter of fact, what he's saying is he's doing this on his own without the authority of God backing him. What was it? Woo! Nick! For I would that all men were even as myself. But every man has his proper gift of Elohim. One manner, one after this manner, and another after that. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is, be, it is good for them to abide even as I. Meaning single. By yourself. Without a mate. Mm. You hear women talking about that all the time. I don't need a man. I need a man. I'm going to say it again. Niggas been around here thinking about going back to their ex-husband because niggas goddamn because nigga. Mm. <laughs> well, a momentary lapse, nigga. That's a whole big ass lapse of judgment. <laughs> Loneliness is a motherfucker. We ain't created to be alone. You're not. Shit. I say, therefore, to the unmarried, to the widows, that it's okay to be single. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, put your hands up, up I'm in the club, doing it. my thing, shaking my booty too. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> what? They did it back then. It was they a disgrace. They only, they only left the house when they got married. Men lived with their his family, dealing with his parents. Oh uh, yeah, well, the family was around there because they all the people were connected. Still. Yeah, exactly. 
But if they could not contain, then let them marry. Wait a minute, niggas. Basically, what he's doing is baiting you, saying that you ain't strong enough not to control your urges, even though God told you to be fruitful and multiply. That's another commandment. He didn't right, right, right. But he said, if you can't control yourself, then just go on and get married. Right, exactly. Because you don't have the power not to be able to do what I'm doing. Exactly. Which is why you got all them pedophilic ass priests in, in the Catholic Church hunching all over your kids because they ass around here trying to keep this whole same principle. But we don't even want to talk about what Paul's thorn in his side. He didn't tell you what side it was the thorn in. Yeah. Remember, he was raised. As a Roman soldier. And Romans soldiers did some very ungodly, despicable things. They did. That he was fighting with the rest of his life. And he had no wife. So where was he getting those urges met before he decided that he was going to be? All right, moving on. next. Caligula, nigga. Caligula. (laughs) Moving on. That Caligula was a motherfucker, goddamn. Move no, let me hurry up because I'm almost done. <laughs> For I was, I was, all, I was like, wait a minute, goddamn. Like, Hold on, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, better than burn. Okay, and unto the to the married I command. Yet not Yahweh. Oh, nigga, this nigga said, I'm telling you, God ain't told you this. I'm telling you this. They ain't told you not to get married. That ain't God's commands. That's my commands. When have you ever heard a prophet tell the people what they thought? Did you say under the canary? No, commandment. I thought you said canary. No, let me read that again for you. (laughs) And unto the married I command... Yet not Yehoah. He said he commands not God. When have you heard the prophets tell you what the fuck they think? Never. They don't. They never interject and put themselves there and told you this is what I think. No, everything they said is thus says Yehoah. Thus says Yehoah. Thus says Yehoah. And the and the word of Yehoah came unto me saying, "Not I think this is what you should do." I niggas, I know you're mad. No Don't get mad. Opinion is necessary. He said it. I ain't even put that there. Meaning God has nothing to do with what he is saying. Let not the woman depart from her man, colon, but. And if she departs, let her remain unmarried or be unreconciled to her man. And let not. The man put away his woman. God told you to give him a seat for a divorce. If they want to leave. Told her not to go back to the husband that she divorced. Because it's unlawful. You should have stayed. Exactly. What was the point of getting separated in the first place? Exactly. You're just going to go back. Exactly. That's considered. That's unlawful. So that. Soluble. Okay, but this nigga, this nigga tearing up shit all over the town. Nigga, goddamn. <laughs> it was repairable. Oh, he already good. told you it was his thinking, not God's. Now, y'all just follow everything Paul said. Paul said we can eat shrimp. 
Paul ass also told you he did a whole bunch of shit that he didn't consult God on. But y'all ain't got no problem with that either, do you? I know, niggas. It's okay. Don't get mad. I was in here like, damn. I read the New Testament like a motherfucker. And I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even catch it. That just told you how sleep we were. I didn't even get that. He said he tripped. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> I just read it. He said, there's no meat that's not unto the husband. You can eat whatever you want. Hold on now. <clears throat> <laughs> he wished everyone was like him, not married. He wished? <laughs> That's what he said. Everyone was like him? That's what he said. So this is a wish of his. No, this is about population control, niggas. <laughs> what the fuck he is this? Hey, shit, Listen, Paul. Like they just, listen, there's a whole new agenda now. You can pick agenda, niggas. <laughs> Same shit. I mean, come on. God already told you. He was going to deal with y'all at. Now, I know y'all like, ooh, this is fucked up shit. No, nah, niggas, y'all was fucking up all over the town. As you still are. As you still are. Good. Uh, now, I ain't that. even going to talk about that. I'm going to keep that to myself. I'll tell somebody later on. So, he wishes everyone was like him. Not married. Now, concerning virgins... I have no commandment of Yah. Here we go again, so, telling you this ain't God telling him this shit. That's I mean, I don't understand. Wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause. Now, now, all of the prophets is like, thus says Yahweh, right? This nigga telling you, listen, I'm, I'm telling you what I'm telling you, but God ain't got nothing to do with what I'm saying. This is me. It's my opinion. Yeah. Not God's. Right. <laughs> Take with a grain of salt. <laughs> but y'all got a whole book of this nigga sayings. Alright, see y'all y'all ain't even all right, y'all y'all gonna think I'm I ain't being messy. This is a very interest this is very interesting indeed. <laughs> Cohen niggas, pay attention now. Yet I have my judgment as one that has obtained mercy of Yehoah to be fruitful. No, niggas, you lying, man. You lying on God. (coughs) I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man to be, I mean, for a man's soul to be. You are bound unto a woman. Seek not... To be loosed. This is God talking now. No, this ain't God talking. This Corinthians again. This is this is Paul talking. Seek now to be loosed. Um, Salika, sorry y'all. Um, are you bound to unto a woman? Seek not to be loosed. Are you loosed from a woman? Seek not a woman. I'm sorry, what? But and if you marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marry, she has not sinned. Neither, nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh, but I spare you. What the fuck? Hold on. Go back. What did he say? Go back. I go back again. Hold on. She has not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble 
in the flesh, colon, but I, Paul, spare you. This nigga acting like he gone. I'm a god. I'm a god in my Kanye voice. Because I'm a god. Are you bound to a woman? Oh, you like it's a like it's like you like you like chose, you in prison. The word he chose was bound, like a prison to a woman. Bound, yeah, yeah, woman. yeah. Like it's a prison sentence. Yeah, he said the same thing for the woman. Y'all bound like his prison system. Choose not a woman. You can't tell me this nigga ain't gay. I promise you, you can't. That? I swear, I swear, I'm sorry for anybody that might take offense, but real talk. Seriously, though. Real talk. What does he mean? What does he mean when he says that? One, First Corinthians seven twenty-seven and twenty-eight. Y'all can't tell me this nigga ain't gay. Choose not a woman. What does he say? Because his language is like a gay man. Choose. Not and I'm gonna take it back to what I said earlier. If you know anything about being in a, a Roman soldier, you gotta go look that shit up, niggas. Y'all go, y'all think I'm being facetious? I'm not. Go look. This is a an unmarried man who revels in not being married and telling other people that they shouldn't be married to be like him. And he giving all these declarations like he got. You never see any prophet talking like this. Never. Let's get to it. So you, so you go, so you go from God telling you to obey His commandments and following His principles, and to do and to only obey Him. To Paul, telling you to to deny what God said, and to follow after Him and obey what He has told you to do. When did Paul create the heavens and the earth? And when did he put the people that dwell in it? And what was he? Where was he at when y'all gave Moses the Torah on the mount? Where was he? So who went from serving the Creator of all things? To worship in a man. Because every one of y'all. And every one of us Christians. Quote Paul more than they quote JC. Every time you tell a Christian something that they doing is wrong. The first thing they going to do is quote from Paul. Hmm. A God that says he never changes. But you follow Paul. Who says he become all things to all men. And his word is greater than the God of Israel. How do we trust so easily? <clears throat> but now thus says Yahuwah. That created you, O Yaakov. And he that formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by my name. You are mine. Isaiah. Did you hear Isaiah say it? 
This is what I think God said. This is what God said, but this is what I think. No. No, you don't. I'm going to read that one more time. But now thus says Yahuwah that created you. Does it say thus says Isaiah and what Isaiah thinks? No, it don't. Oh, Jacob, and he that formed you, O Israel, fear not. Colon, pay attention. Huddle up. For I have redeemed you. He ain't talking about himself. He's talking about God. God's talking here. And I have called you by my name. Semicolon. You are mine. This is Yahshua Yahu, Isaiah 43.1, which shows us who is he addressing and who the message is for. It tells you he's addressing Israel and it's about Israel. And he ain't putting none of his personal information and what he think about what God said to him here. Oh my, oh my, come on. Ye are my witnesses. Who are the witnesses? He already telling you here. Israel, says Jehovah, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no L, God, form, neither shall there be any after me. People said that's Jesus. Well, if God said he's the only one, then how the hell is that three? What was it? All right. Isaiah 23 and 10. Ye are my witnesses, says Jehovah, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me. He said, Israel, he chosen, right? And understand that I am he, colon, pay attention, huddle up. Before me, there was no L formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am Yahowah. Semicolon, pay attention, niggas. And beside me, there is no savior. I have declared and I have saved. And I have showed. When there was no strange God among you. Colon. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says Jehovah, that I am God, yea, before the day was, I am he. He said before there was even day. He didn't say I am we, as y'all used for that little simple sentence in the beginning where he said, let us. He said before the day formed, I am he alone, singular niggas. Not plural. Moving on. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Colon. Meaning. Whatever I said that is going to happen to you, nobody can stop it. What was it? But I thought, J.C. paid it all. All to him you owe. Sin has left the crimson stain. Uh-huh. No. He said no one can deliver you out of his hands. Nobody can pay to get you out of this. Nobody can die, get a blood, none of that. 
Ain't that what he said? Is that not what I'm hearing? Can I read it one more time? Hold on, pause. I have declared, and I have saved, and I have showed, when there is no strange God among you, colon, meaning important huddle up, say lot, niggas, therefore ye are my witnesses, says Jehovah, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he, colon. And there is none that can deliver you out of my hands, colon. I will work. And who shall let it? Meaning I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. Who going to let it? What? Some other guy? You saying they, they part of this? No, niggas. Ain't nobody a part of this. This all me. This is him telling you. He's declaring it unto you so that you still have it. While those people lied to your ass, you ought to thank God that we still have the Old Testament attached to here so we can be able to dif- differentiate what is true and what is false. Moving on. God be talking. And who shall let it? Thus says Yehoah, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I have sent to Babel. What's Babel? Confusion. You wonder why they call American Babylon? Because it represents confusion. It's a land of confusion. And have brought down all their nobles. And the Chaldean. Whose cry is in the ships. What was it? Did you hear that? Whose cry was in the what? In the ships. I am Yehoah, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. What was it? It's like Jesus thinks. No, no, they didn't. He declared by his name who he was. And that there was no one else but him alone. There was no one with him when he formulated the earth. Neither will there be if he decide to destroy it. Whew, what was it? That's Isaiah 43 and 10. We almost done, y'all. Isaiah war warned his witnesses. Warned his witnesses. And what this means is they were given a test to show forth the God of creation. He utilized them to be his mouthpiece to the other nations. And they were supposed to be an example of righteousness that the world was supposed to exhibit. If there were more than one God Or if there was another savior, wouldn't he have said that? If there were three in one, then he would have declared it here or anywhere. But it's never been declared. And let me give you a backstory on the Orthodox. I mean, um, on the um, Trinity. 
The Orthodox Church, including evangelicals, has embraced the doctrinity since at least 308 A.D. That's almost 1,700 years of Christian tradition. Doesn't the fact alone give some warrant for embracing the Trinity? Meaning it was 700, I mean, 1,700 years before this Trinity came on the scene. Before it was even a word spoken or existed. Before it was even a doctrine. <clears throat> Yet I am Yahuwah Eloeka from the land of Mitzrayim. And you shall know no other Elohim but me. For there is no savior beside me. Hosea 13 and 4. For other citizenships is in heaven. From whence... Also, we look for our Savior, the Adonai, Yeshua HaMashiach. He's telling you that Jesus is your Savior when God declared he was your Savior. So how is there two Saviors? Means you got one false Savior and a true Savior. You better find out which one you, you, you want to be up under. <clears throat> That's in Philippians 3 and 2. Paul said J.C. is your Savior, but Yah says that he is your Savior, and there is no one else. You shall not steal. Ain't that a commandment? All right. That's in Exodus 20 and 15. One last, one last note. There are many ways to steal. You can put a knife to someone's throat. You could take something secretly without anyone knowing. And there are people who are called confident men or smooth talkers that swindle you out of your money. Or anything else that you might have. I have committed an offense. And abasing myself. That ye might be exalted because I have preached to you the Basara of Elohim freely. I robbed the other called out assemblies, taking wages from them to do service. This nigga just told you. He just broke another Torah commandment that he stole. Because it's wrong to take money for teaching the word of God. They were not given a salary, a reward, or any of those things that they were provided for with food. Preaching and teaching because somebody paid for them. The heads thereof judge for reward and the priests thereof teach for hire. Now listen up, this God talking now. And the prophets thereof divine for money. 
Ain't that what we see still? Mm. Yet will they lean, I'm sorry, lean up Yehoah and say, is not Yehoah among us? None. Nigga, I just seen that. I ain't even catch that the last time. It said, is not Yehoah among us? None evil can come unto us. So the priests thought they could do what they wanted because they were priests that God was going to protect them. Ain't that some shit? That's Micah chapter 3 and 11. Here we find that the father... Um condemned anyone for teaching for hire. He condemned them. And there is no there is nowhere that they can show you to justify taking money for teaching the word. Most people go to the text. Um if we have shown unto our unto if we have shown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap our carnal things? Now what now, now do you see how we how, how bad that sound? If we show you spiritual things, shouldn't we get some carnal stuff? Wait, what? That's what it said. That's what it said. If we shown unto you spiritual things, is it wrong for us to reap carnal things? Yeah, that don't even sound right, do it? That. No. That. No. Uh, uh, what? It is a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things. So basically, he's saying it's good if we take your stuff. That sounds like somebody I know, too. They go way back. They're called penance. That's what they call penance. These are the tenements of the Catholic Church that y'all ass always condemn, but they're all up and through the 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 um the New Testament that y'all don't see. That's in First Corinthians chapter nine and eleven to support their claim. But we must really read the whole chapter to gain full understanding of that particular verse. And it has nothing to do with what they use it for. But I have used none of these things. Neither have I written those things. That it should be so done unto me. Meaning there's nowhere he's written that he should receive money. For it were better for me to die. Than that any man should make my glory void. For though I preach the gospel. I have nothing to glory of. Cohen, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. Colon, 
But if against my will, a stewardship of the Basora is committed unto me, what is my reward then? Truly, that when I preach the Basara, I make the Basara of Mashiach without charge, but I abuse not my power. So he's saying that he takes the money, but he tried not to abuse his power in taking it. Now that's a corrupt. But that's corrupt, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's a twisting of his words in order to justify the money he's taking. Ain't that what y'all damn preachers do now, goddamn? The same thing. Mm. That's First Corinthians, one and nine. So what it all boils down to is a money game. And a twisting of, of the laws that our God gave to our ancestors. And they made a mockery out of it. And God allowed them to do it. And if you look at it as an ultimate test and think about what we're experiencing today, if it's an ultimate test to see our loyalties are towards God, niggas, we failing. We, we failing. Astoundingly, but he already said that there will only be a remnant of people left because truly only a small number of people really want to do the will of God. Because we, you know it, the best way to, for me, the best way to understand this is to be true is how easy niggas love Christmas. Christmas is a celebration of the death of children. And remember I had told y'all about this Christmas shit. And how it's going to get wickeder every year. Did you hear about a child that was mad because his mama bought his sister some things that he, he felt that he was jealous behind. And he shot and killed his own sibling over some Christmas shit. And I'm going to say it again. It's about the sacrifice of children. Kids got their new little Christmas bikes. They racing down the street like we used to when I was growing up. Somebody lost. They got mad. Went to their daddy's car. Shots fired. Ten-year-old child dead. Y'all thought I was joking. About this Christmas celebrating shit. And how wicked it's going to get. Every year. And how hard it's going to be in your lives. Because you practice it. And the more you keep practicing the things that are not of God because you now know who you are, the rougher your life will get. And if you're not trying to gain understanding and walk in the right principles of half of the things you hear me talking about, the worst things will be in your life. I pray the people that I know and love will finally understand what I'm saying. But I already know they won't. My next podcast will be what my uncle requested. He said he want to know why these nigga women out here tripping and doing too much. He said because he can't understand how women used to be demure 
and elegant and well-spoken and they carried themselves as ladies out in the community and into the persons he see today. He's 67. I understand exactly what he's talking about. He said it saddens him and it saddens me too. We don't have no standards anymore. We become a low and debased people. And we celebrate that low and debaseness. And our children are paying for it. Niggas got to eat now. I'm hungry. I think that's why I kept messing up towards the end. Because I ain't ate all day. Yeah, it's 3 o'clock. Family, I'm sorry I kept y'all 3 hours and 20 minutes. 30 minutes. But this was a lot of shit. This was stuff I, I I was like, ooh, dang. And I learned a lot of things. I was saying to myself, I'm like, this is some bullshit right here, boy. I got a lot of things. How did we not catch it? This is some bold stuff, boo. I got a lot of things. I'm telling y'all, go ahead and take this, take this in portions because this is a lot. Yeah, I'm going to post the notes. I'm going to go back and correct them because I see I made mistakes in there somewhere. Ain't That's you. what happened when you studying at nighttime. You're trying to go, you're tired and you be trying to do a whole bunch of things at once. You learned some things. I have. I have gotten some things. Some questions have been answered. What I was those questions? Yes. A lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things? Yeah, definitely. And, and you know what the interesting thing for me was? Some of the things you were saying that I had some questions about. And now I got the answers. Especially about that New Testament situation. Like, when I, when I seen that, I was like, wow, God literally let them create the book. That is interesting. Yeah, we don't have to go back and study. We don't have to do a deep study on the calendar system so we can get our stuff right with that. But I know that this starts on on the full moon. And the only reason why I use the full moon is because it tells you that the dark new moon is is one separation of that. So if he's saying the dark new moon is not the same as a new moon, then literally the dark new moon is what y'all call the new moon today. And... The other new moon is actually the full moon. See how you deduce basic so there stuff. Are different, different times for different. Well, the, I, I believe the the new moon that's re, that we're supposed to count the months with is the full moon. Like, uh huh. And there's a there's a particular thing that's discussed in Psalms as the dark new moon, and when it says the dark new moon, it's distinguishing two different new moons. That so that's where I go from. It's phased I out. Found out. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, was it? It was. So that was when we supposed to begin to count the weeks. Uh-huh. So technically, um, the new one started. Thursday will start the Shabbat. Thursday will be the Shabbat officially. Yeah. yeah. Ain't that interesting? No, the dark new moon, that was the closing up. That was the middle of the month. Mm. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Because the dark moon would be the half. Would it be the half? Mm-hmm. Where you don't see it. Yeah, because the full moon represents the, 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 the first new moon. And you start counting from there. 
and then disappears. Yeah. A half mark. That's the half mark. No. Or is that the end? I gotta figure this shit out. See, this is why we gotta go and check. Hold on. The n- Cause if the new if the month, new month starts on the full moon. No, the half of it. Or is that the half? Cause the half they say the half is the full moon. No, the full moon is the beginning. I understand that. And you start counting the day after it. They count when the moon is coming. Yes, on the day of the moon. When you first see that little sliver. Yeah. That's when they. That's when they start counting one. But it doesn't officially start until the next. Day, you don't start counting till the next day. Yeah. It's like how we do Passover. When the um, day of Abib is happening, when it's green, and then you count the next day starts one. Right. But will be considered the eighth day of that new moon because you really don't count that day as one in essence. So, Passover, the day after Passover would be the first day, mm-hmm. right? No, for, Passover is the 14th day of the month. I Meaning it's in, it starts in the new in the middle of the the first new month of Abib. Okay. I see. So that's 14 days. Mm-hmm. In the new year. Mhm. So counting backward from there. Mhm. Which be the first day. First day. That makes sense. Mhm. I don't even know what Passover is, though. Oh, no. We got to focus on getting the calendar done. Perim should be next month. February. Usually, yeah. Anyway, y'all. Sorry. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Shalom. Salim. Shalom. Whichever one you choose. We we, we going to close out with, with, with the Shama prayer. Shama Yisrael. Yahuwah. Yahuwah Akkad. And, um... For some of y'all that's keeping, Shabbat Shalom. Malekum. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom la. Shalom la. Shalom la. All right. Bye.